the Special Education Podcast. My name is Paul Hubbard, and I have dyslexia and ADHD. As a result, learning has always been a struggle. But now, against all odds, I am a successful special education teacher, presenting my insights from both sides of the coin, giving you a different perspective to help you be a better educator. So join me as I daily put the odd in special education. Hello, this is Paul Hubbard with another special education podcast. Today, I'm going to introduce you to another student of mine. This student goes by the name of Parker. Parker has ASD. That stands for Autism Spectrum Disorder. Parker is able to track with his peers on most academic subjects. The issues arise when there's any sort of confrontation, whether from peer or staff, or if Parker decides he does not want to do something. Then his behaviors move to him shutting down, and absolutely nothing will convince him to budge. Parker came to me not as an academic concern, other than the fact that he was quickly being left behind because of his almost daily refusal of completing tasks and activities. It was determined in his placement meeting that he needed a much more structured environment, and turned Turns out that's exactly what he needed. Similar to Tila, Parker was used to a lot of broken promises. Whenever you don't have a strong behavior system in place, one that you can constantly refer to in order to stay consistent, you run the risk of overpunishing students that present the most challenge and under-rewarding those who are exceptional. It was pretty clear when he came into my class that he had been on the other side of a statement such as, if you don't get up and start doing something now, you will, or I've decided that you don't get to go because of your behavior. And those kinds of things are quickly noticed and logged by kids. In fact, everyone notices these things. We are creatures of trial and error. And if we see that no matter how many errors we make, the results end up being the same, or if we see that the reward is always taken away, even though we did slightly better than the week before, or we see empty threats not followed through with because they were impractical and required way too much work on the side of the staff member who threatened you in the first place. One of the most common examples of this is when someone says that they're gonna write up the entire class. This never has a positive effect because now you've gotten the kids that were being good and we're following expectations to now feel like they're being treated unjustly and now they're gonna speak out against you. And often, whenever the administration sees such total class write-ups, very little is done other than a stern talking to to the entire class, leaving the innocent feeling like they were unjustly accused and the guilty feeling like they got off easy. I cannot stress enough how important it is to have a strong behavior system. I too struggle with the desire to be friends with my students, but my strong behavior system allows me to make informed decisions. I can say something as, oh, yes, you have done well for the rest of the day, but unfortunately, because of earlier choices, you are on level two, and that's a level one privilege. I appreciate you doing well, and I'll even reward you by giving you some gems, but I cannot give you that privilege until you're back in level one. Then it's not you against them, it's them against their own behaviors, and it helps them take responsibility for it more. All this I've said before, but I just need to emphasize how important it is. It takes so much pressure and so much of the work of you trying to be a rigid teacher. Think of it this way. Let me explain this in terms of an analogy. Horses are some of my favorite animals. They're beautiful, majestic, very strong and functional, and are overall quite amazing. Although most domestic horses are fairly gentle, there is no doubt 
that if the horse decided to go its own way, there is very little you could do to change that. If you were holding the horse's lead, all the horse would have to do was rip it away from you, which would not be hard, as it is substantially stronger than you. But if you tied a lead to a solid post, the horse could try and try to pull away from the post to no avail. That's what a strong behavior system is. See, a post doesn't move, it stays consistent. Once a horse tries to pull away from the post one time, they will likely not do it again because the post is consistent and stationary. And another thing is it's disembodied from the owner. The owner of the horse can still build a relationship with the horse in congruence with that post still being solid. Now I'm not by any means comparing children to horses, but I think it provides a comparison that we often see in the classroom. Students will test their limits. Brief disclaimer, I would highly encourage you not to tie your students to a post, but tying them to a behavior system, explaining it in detail, following through with the expectations, not wavering on the consequences, not making exceptions. It may honestly feel like it's not working for the first week or so, but once you push through long enough for some of the kids to get consequences for pushing the limits, they'll begin to change. They will stop trying to pull the lead off the post. And that's when you can start building a community, a relationship, and a successful academic environment. Moving back to Parker, I'm gonna talk about three specific strategies that I used that totally convinced him that not only did I have his best interest in mind, but that he could have success in my room. The first strategy was the daily schedule. This may seem like an impossible reality, but it's just a bullet point list. I would have the list up on the board at all times, and I'd also print off a copy for Parker to be able to look at. I wouldn't even necessarily put timestamps next to it. In fact, I had much more success by putting a minute value. I didn't need to put starting math at 1 p.m. sharp. I just put, we'll work on math for 20 minutes before a break. The good news was is I was able to reuse the schedule with only slight adjustments each day. But this helped Parker very much. He knew what was coming and an estimate of how long he was expected to do that thing. And one of the things about not putting a specific time did is that if something came up, I would have him cross off a less important task later on. But I really tried my best to stay up on any unexpected situations. Like, whenever possible, I would let him know if we were expecting a fire drill, because that seemed to really upset him. It didn't always make it perfect, but it did help considerably. The second strategy I used may have seemed unconventional, but it worked. When Parker was about to, or had already shut down in some way, I would simply set a timer down next to him. And I would say, just so you know, if you have not started insert task here, by the time the timer goes off, it will be one code. And then normally I'd specify what that code meant. For example, they're allowed two codes before they move down a level. So I would say, you will get one code, but you will not move down a level unless you get two more codes. This worked immeasurably better than confronting him and trying to persuade him to do the task. Oftentimes that would make him more resolve in his not doing the task. But this timer method simply laid out the facts. It gave him a reasonable time to complete the task, normally around five minutes. And I would also set a timer with a matching time on my watch. And I would inform him of that so that he would know messing with the timer would have no effect on whether he received the code or not. The third strategy I used with Parker was the easy sandwich. What 
is the easy sandwich, you ask? Well, it is sandwiching a difficult problem between two easy problems and continuing that pattern throughout. That way, whenever he achieved a difficult problem, he would advance three problems very quickly, keeping up his momentum and morale as he was going into solving the problems. If he did get stuck and needed my help, I could easily tell him to go to the next problem and know that he would spend a little time to give me a chance to get over there and help him with the original question. Another side note that you should be aware of is I only have one column of problems. This leaves plenty of room for showing their work and is much less daunting than a page full of 20 problems. This makes it much more harder for them to get overwhelmed. And once they've completed a paper, I simply slide them another, which means we can stop at any point and it's not overwhelming. And I can always have them do other pages the next day. To review, the three strategies I used with Parker was a very visible and written out schedule, a timer to task expectation set with clear parameters, and finally, the easy sandwich when having a student complete a problem set. One other quick tip about the easy sandwich, you can put problems that they've already completed in earlier sets and gotten correct as a way to keep it fresh in their mind. It doesn't matter how easy the problem is because it's the problems in between that you're actually collecting the data on. Then because of the pattern I put in place, I can just say to cross out all odd number problems, which are problems that don't really matter anyways, they're more review, and it makes them feel like I'm giving them a break when I'm actually asking them to complete the same data regimen. This may seem a little drenched in trickery, but that's one of the benefits of being someone who's seen both sides of the coin, is I learned to be quite clever myself. This has been another special education podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on any podcast platform, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate it if you'd write a review. You can also find me on Instagram at Special Education. And as always, you can email me with any questions or comments at specialeducation at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.